Thank you. All right, good-looking peoples. I'm not, I'm not just the only good-looking one, man. I share. <laughs> you know, I think it's a Christian thing to do, right? Jesus said share, so I'm going to share. Amen. All right, so I'm just going to pray for us. I just I always love inviting heaven into the place, you know? Not saying that heaven is not here, but there is something about acknowledging that, you know, intentionally. So, Father, just, we just thank you for being such a good father. We thank you for you being here. And we thank you for your atmosphere that's in this place. So, we welcome your very presence. We welcome your holy angels, the cloud of witnesses. And, Father, that which you have for us today, we absolutely open our hearts that we may receive. And we desire that your marvelous light will shine in our hearts that our understanding of you may grow, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we all say it? Amen. Amen. All right. See what time it is. Good. That's an even time, so I can can get there. But what I want to, I'm going to jump right into it. So what I want to share is is from an encounter that I had with the Lord a few weeks back. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the whole entire experience of just being with the Lord, but I'm going to pick something that really stuck out that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you guys. And there was something about being before the Lord when you look at him that just completely, you get undone, okay? It's almost like I completely understood at that very moment when I was standing before him. What the prophet Isaiah was crying out when he said, I am undone. Had nothing to do with with the with, with what Isaiah was thinking. It had to do with who the Lord was himself. And there's something about his essence and his being that when you stand before him, it's like you absolutely can see all of your flaws. Because he's full of light. And you see. All your shortcomings, you see everything. It's almost like your whole entire life flashes before you. And it's such a mystery because at the moment you're trying to wrap around your mind in terms of what is actually taking place right now. How can I see my whole entire life flashing before me? You know, I mean, how can someone like me be able to stand before a magnificent God like him? And immediately the Holy Spirit was right there to comfort me. Bringing scripture up saying, his blood speaks a better covenant. Speaks a covenant of forgiveness and mercy. So just the same way that Isaiah stood before there and said, I'm undone. And the Lord sent one of the angels to touch his lips that he may be clean. There's nothing on this earth that can help us stand before the Lord other than than his own precious blood. And that was the only way I could stand before him. Like I knew that. I understood that completely. Because I knew that he knew everything about me. Everything. Okay. It's true what he says in Hebrews. Okay. I'm going to read it out. It's true what he says in Hebrews 4. Starting from verse 12. He says. For the word of God is alive and powerful. 
It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Nothing. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Like nothing. While I'm sitting there examining myself, the Holy Spirit is speaking those scriptures to me. So the reason he filled out is because there's nothing that is hidden before him. Now, I want, to keep, I want you to keep that scripture in mind. Okay, those verses that I just read. Because I'm going to build up into something that, that the Lord will show me that he wanted me to share. And I'm asking the Lord to help me. Because sometimes when you navigate with the river, it meanders quite a bit. So if you can meander with me, that would be great. Okay. Yes, that's it. That's it. Get in the river. Get in the river. <laughs> so the part that I want to emphasize is this part. When I was standing before him, I had a complete understanding that it was his idea to choose me. Mm-hmm. Like utterly completely understood it was never my idea that he did it from a place of absolute like he thought through it very intentionally very clearly very intimately and out of his own will not a compulsion not like he had to but out of his own free choice he chose me that carries so much in it and my prayer today is that what you hear will go from here to here that that thing will drop in your heart because once you get what the holy spirit is speaking this morning i feel like some of you can be set free from years and years of oppression from years and years of lies Once you understand that you sitting in this room as a Christian was never your choice in the first place. He chose us first. Therefore, we had the grace to be able to choose him. He gave us free will because in himself, he valued the power to be able to make your own choice. Thinking through stuff and being able to choose that which you desire. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. It's like I knew before I even committed the first sin, I was chosen. It's like I knew also while I was still sinning, I was already chosen. I'm going to get there, okay? I'm going to get there slowly. I'm going to get there slowly. It's like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words just to, not even the right words, I'm trying to express 
this encounter and this experience with using just mere words. I was actually telling the Lord this morning, will it be better for me just to speak in tongues the whole entire time? And he just interpreted it, and it would be a lot easier. Because some things you go, ah, it's hard to even know how to really express it because you, you lack the vocabulary to draw it in and to give it out. It's like standing before my new that him choosing me was not based on whether I did good or did bad. It's completely utterly from his deepest part of his being that he said, I desire you. So I choose you out of my free will. So I want to look I looked up some definition, you know, for, for will. It says it's used to express desire, choice, willingness. I want to read something from Ephesians, okay? So you don't think that it's all as good when the Holy Spirit brings scripture up in the midst of the experience that I'm having with the Lord. Because he's the living word. And the scriptures really should point to him. Okay, when you read the scriptures, you really should have an experience with a person. Okay, it should not just be mere words that you read, but it should be an experiential thing where you actually get to meet the Christ. The very person that actually chose you out of his own will. That he laid his life willingly. Because he said, no man can take my life from me. He said, I lay my life willingly because my Father in heaven has given me this choice. Okay. So here we go in Ephesians, okay? He says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Okay. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, but bring us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do. This is what he wanted to do. This is what he wanted to do. Had nothing to do with my good works. Had nothing to do with I did some tremendous thing that I was so pious, so holy. Had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It had everything to do with what he wanted. He desired. He chose it by his own free will. Thoughtfully. Not randomly. Okay, it was a very intentional thought in his heart for you and for me. To sit in this room and be able to be called sons and daughters of God. And he goes on. And he says... And he gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgive our sins. That's the blood thing that I understood without his blood there's no way I can stand before him. That is the only thing that cleanses you, not covers, but cleanses you. 
like utterly, like you have never ever done it. Okay? The blood does not cover. It washes and cleanses you and makes you a new person. And by the Father's own will, he saw it fit to give us a new life and make us a new creation. That he may lavish his kindness and his grace towards us. He made a choice out of his own heart, a desire that he heard, so that out of his kindness he may shower his grace, his love, and his mercy upon us. Okay. All right, Lord. So here's the thing. Okay. We have free will, right? The Lord gave us that dignity, that honor, and that respect that we'll be able to make our own choices. Many that even when he reveals himself, we still have the choice to either receive him or reject him. Okay? Sometimes I feel we get stuck in this place where we feel that the Lord is just compelled to love us. Okay, or he feels sorry. Or he just is empathizing with us. You know, it's like seeing a poor kid that has skin disease and he's malnutritioned. And in your heart, you just feel sorry for that kid. He said, I do want to help that kid. But this is far from that part. This is completely different. This comes from a whole different place with the father. And if he can give us the dignity to be able to choose for ourselves, why can he not have the same freedom to do it in his own heart? Because sometimes we get stuck on that part. Okay, we get stuck. How can I put that in a way that doesn't seem terrible? I feel like sometimes we say stuff or we think things about ourselves or in our own lives based on that the Lord has to. There's a difference between he has to and he wants to. It changes everything. It doesn't have to. But he chooses to. See, he carries a whole different element in there. He carries something that is so deep, that is so intimate, that it, that it puts in awe of him. It makes you love him even more, not less. Because it's not that he just decided, it's not that he just went like, well, I just feel sorry for that guy, so I'm just going to love him today, you know. <laughs> you know, he looks pretty lonely, so... Let me sprinkle some little love on him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's recovered. I'm good. I'm walking away. He was committed even before you knew him. He already made that choice 
even before you had a thought of him. So your life is based on his choice. So many of these. God himself, he's grown up enough <laughs> and more mature than us to make his own choices, right? So this should actually bring joy to your heart to understand that God of all the universe that has all the facts about you, that had all the facts even before you knew about your own facts. He decided already way back then that I'm going to choose that African to be part of this family of mine. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I'm going to read something from Romans 9. Okay, this is a little bit lengthy. And I feel like that Romans 9 can make a lot of people stumble. Okay? Because what it says there is very clear. And it shows that Paul himself really understood that revelation. And you can see something that is weaved in there as Paul states his heart, as he says it. Okay, so I'm going to read it out. This is Romans 9, starting from verse 9. He said, For God had promised, I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. This son was our ancestor, Isaac. When he married Rebecca, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to his own purposes. He calls people, but not according to the good or bad works. May y'all should be rejoicing. I mean, seriously, this should set you free from those false expectations that you put on yourself. Not saying that it's a license for you to sin, but if you do fall into it, don't stay there because that provision has already been made. Because he's already chose you from the beginning. So you don't have to wallow in that part because it's already finished. Gosh, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit. Like, Okay. I'm doing good time once. I'm getting there. And she was told that your older will serve the younger son. I mean, that's another revelation I can't get into. In the words of the scriptures, I loved Jacob and I rejected Esau. Are you saying then that God, are you saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. It's his choice. It's not my choice. And he goes on to say pretty clearly, okay, so it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it no work for it. 
We cannot even walk for it. He chooses out of his own volition to show us mercy. That should set you free in your heart in a whole different level. Like a whole different place in your relationship with the Father. See, it makes sense because if he knows everything already about you, everything is laid before him, everything is naked before him. That's why it says in Hebrews, it continues in that same chapter 4. It says that's why we can approach his throne with what? Absolutely boldly. Boldly. Not scared like something he's going to strike us. No, he said boldly that you may receive what? Help and mercy in your time of need. Lord Jesus. And he goes on to say, for the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed for you, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So you see, God chooses to show mercy to some and he chooses to harden the hearts of others. So they refuse to listen. Well, then you must say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what he makes them do? And Paul goes, no, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, why have you made me like this? When a porter makes a jar of clay, a jar jar out of clay, doesn't he have a right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? That's in scripture, okay? I, <laughs> I am not making any of this stuff up. That's what I said. Some of those scriptures there, I mean, I used to get to that part. I'll kind of skip that chapter. Like, I don't know. I don't get that, Lord. But that is scripture. Meaning this. If he can give me the dignity to make my own choices, then I should humble myself and give him the right that is due him that he can make his own choices. And I don't have to try to figure out why this or why that. I just humble myself and be absolutely thankful that the God of the universe thought ahead of time. Not on my good or bad, but thought ahead of time and said, listen, I've chosen you for my own purpose. I've chosen you so that I may shower my kindness, my mercy, and that I may share my glory with you. It is now for me to determine who is the garbage and who's the decoration part? <laughs> My job is to love, period. Because that's what I've been showing myself. So that's what I can give myself. Okay. <laughs> Help me, Holy Spirit. In the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger... And his power, he's very patient with those on whom his anger falls, who are destined for destruction. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy. 
who were prepared in advance for glory. They should make you scream. The Father in heaven decided to choose you. So he brought you into this place so that you can meet his son. So once you met his son, he decided from advance that he is going to shower kindness, mercies towards you before you ever did one good thing or one bad thing. So his mercy is not dependent on whether you're good or bad. His mercy is dependent on his choice to show it, to give it. Gosh. I mean, that, this should set you free. I kid you not. This should set your heart free. This should put you in a place where you're going, I'm in so awe of you, Father, that you will look at me and that you will choose me out of your own heart. And bring me to yourself that you may show mercies and kindness towards me all the days of my life. That's what King David cried out. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Okay. And he goes on to say in 24. And we are among those whom he selected both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. I could keep on going down that side because I don't have enough time. But that'll be a message for a different time. But the part I want to emphasize is this. is the choice part. It's the choosing part. The power of choice, the power of free will is wonderful. It's powerful. You see, when you decide to do something, whether it's a job, it's not like a random act that you do, right? You actually think about it. You actually think about it and then you pursue it. So meaning that you're exercising a desire that is in your heart for the job that you want. Yes? Same thing for the person you want to marry. Same thing for you can go down the line. You see, when Jesus came... The things that he did was so profound. Now, it wasn't just down the cross so that we can be just be set free from our sins. No, but to restore the dignity to the freedom that we have from the beginning. That in his grace, we have this freedom. That's why the law ended with Jesus. Of the do's and do nots. And a new age of grace came. And that's what certain scriptures, when you start understanding some of that revelation of what Paul is really speaking about, you start seeing clearly what Paul was saying. How scandalous this gospel is. Mm. <laughs> okay. Jesus said he was here. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me, right? Something like that will offend you. Okay. It will, it will. But blessed are you when you're not offended because of God himself. Because he has the right to do as he pleases. And have, <laughs> I should not have the arrogance to question the Lord that way. Okay? And when I stood before him, I knew that. And I repented. I said for all the times that I thought that I was wiser than you, Lord. I bow down. 
like Job. And I shut my mouth, Lord. I have nothing to say. Why do you think Job cried that way? He stood before the Lord and he thought he was going to ask so many questions. And the Lord said, wait, let me ask you a few. Let me ask you a few. How many did Job answer? None. At the end of it, he just started to go, where the rocks? Let them follow me, Lord. He stood there in silence. So God can do as he pleases. I know it's a hard message, but it should only be an encouraging message. Because he chose us. He chose us. He chose us. Out of his own free will, he chose us. Out of the God of the universe, the one who's full of wisdom, the one who sees everything so clearly, looked at you and me and said, I want them in my family. That was the desire that was in his heart. See, that's why Paul said this in Romans 11. I'll just finish up with this. Because my time is done. It says Romans 11, Psalm 33, again 36. Actually, before we get to this, this I was debating. I got, I got a couple more minutes. I can do it. So, hey, Denise, I'm, I'm going to share that scripture. I was thinking that I might not, but... But I think it's fit that I do. See, that's why when you have that understanding of that choice that God has and where you stand with him, not where you make yourself stand with him, where he positions you himself. I mean, you hear what I'm saying? It's where he positions you himself. Not by your choice, but by his own choosing, he positions in front of him to be righteous and blameless and holy. And you can hear Paul's cry, okay? In Romans 8, he goes this way, he goes. This is Romans 8 towards the end, okay? He said, what shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Okay. If he chose us and he positions us in that place in front of him, who can what can come against us? Okay, I'm talking to myself. And he goes on and says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Based on his choice. Okay, I'll keep on going. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Who dares accuse us? Who God has done what? Chosen us for what? His own. Who? This is Paul crying out. Who? Who? Thank you. Sir. Who dares accuse us? So it goes on. No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. That's scripture. Himself, okay, out of his own choice. And he goes on and says, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. 
And he's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. It's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, it is. I told you, if it drops from here to here, you can get set free. I'm just telling you. But that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? So if he chose us from the beginning, what kind? Okay. All right. Does it mean that he no longer loves us? We have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scripture says, for your sake, we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from, the love, from God's love. Neither death, no life. Neither angels nor demons, neither the fears for today nor the worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Out of his own will, he chose and he is established and what he said, he said. And God is not a liar. He said it out of his own mouth, from his own heart, from his own choice. He's made it clear. I'll finish with that. That's it. I'm not going to read the other part. I just want to say something. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, Marlon is the one that God loved, and I'm the one that he rejected. If you, if, no, seriously, because some could, be, some could be thinking that, that, yeah, God loves that person, but, you know, he didn't choose me. I just want to say something about the actual verse says, Jacob, have I loved Esau, have I hated? And that could really offend some people. Jacob was loved, and Esau was rejected for the lineage for the Messiah, God didn't reject Esau. If you read about Esau's life, Esau became a very wealthy, very powerful man. His descendants were those of Edom, who were also a whole group of people that were extremely blessed by God. God loved Esau also. He rejected him as the one that would be in the line for the coming of the Messiah. He didn't reject him as a person. There's no one that God rejects as a person. Amen. 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 Where's Jacob at? You near Jacob? There's that song, Abububula Tower. <laughs> I'll translate it in a minute. <laughs> what was that song towards? Yeah, these. Can I see the song? Well, he's trying to figure out that song I wanted. I was thinking about this week. Uh, a lot of times people go through stuff in their life from childhood uh, because of what Marlon shared is God looks at a person and chooses them. The enemy's sitting over here on the side looking at what God's doing and he goes after, he goes after us and wounds people and hurts people because he sees our destiny. And that's why uh, we have to get back to this. 
Because if you can get back to this, and, you, and if you can believe what he shared this morning, and start living your life from that versus the rejection, the hurt, all that stuff. And of course, God wants to deal with that in you, but this is like a foundation for you. If you can live from this, knowing this, you can really come into everything that God has for you. A lot of people are not able to come into the destiny and the dream that God had in their heart uh, for them because uh, they've not really believed. They've not really believed right, and you're believing Rosia. And this is, Marlon's really given us something that we should really believe about ourselves. Uh, and I know there's many people in this room, you've gone through some stuff that was terrible in your life, and it kind of derails your life. I know, I, I went through some things that were awful, but somehow God wants to get us back on track, and He wants to break that thing off in people today. He wants to break the lie off in you today and free you to know this in your heart and live out of being a person that God has chosen. And that was really awesome, Dean, because you just explained something about that scripture a lot of people have been confused about. It has something to do with the Messiah's lineage, not rejecting him as a, as a human being. It's not a person in this room that God has ever rejected. God loves every one of you individually and personally and has a calling, a destiny, a purpose, a dream over your life. He really does. And I really appreciate that word, Marlon. And I just I wanted us to pray, or maybe I'll get Marlon to pray it, because it's, it's to break the, the yoke, the lie off in you about God's choosing you and God's loving you before, in spite of you, maybe even. That's how I felt. <laughs> oh, yeah, and during worship, you know, when I found the song, I told you I'd translate it in a minute found the song and I felt like you know this is business between you and the Lord at the end of this I'll pray but I felt like just give the Holy Spirit okay give the Holy Spirit like five minutes of your time here and allow that word that the Holy Spirit is given allow the Holy Spirit to take it from here to here that you may truly live the life that he's called you as a son, as a daughter. That's the life he's called us. Nothing less. A life to be loved by him. A life where he showers his kindness on us. His mercy on us. No matter what. No matter what trials come. No matter what failures enter our lives. No matter anything. It does not matter. That's what Paul said. Nothing. And this comes from man that got a word from the Lord. And he shall know how much he will suffer for me. Paul suffered. Read Corinthians. He listed down. I said, man, this guy went through a lot. But yet he could still say, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Because I've been chosen by him. By his own choice. So as they play this song, just do whatever you want to do. You can come up. You can sit there. But either way, just allow the Holy Spirit to touch your heart this morning. Amen? Yeah, come on, baby. We could get the ministry team up here. That would be great this morning. We could pray and agree. I know so many people probably really do struggle uh, in this area, but what a great message. Let's just give Marlon a hand. That was just really powerful. And, you know, 
We've had a lot of messages on grace, but I believe mercy is probably goes even deeper than the grace message. If we understand God's mercy, then we can really a lot easier understand grace. So it's just um, really powerful. So just come on up and get prayer. Um, Some of you that really been struggling, the Lord wants to touch you. And also for healing, physical healing. You know, if we really understand the mercy of God, we can easily understand that he wants to heal his children. It's the children's bread. So just come for that, too. And um, otherwise, just do business with the Lord, too. So we love you. When we stand up a minute, yes, thank you, Lord. Father, I just ask you in Jesus' name, this message will go. Lord, that this will be the spirit of wisdom and revelation will be upon your people as we go out of here today, Lord, that we would really carry this word in our heart, God, and you would really give us increasing revelation around this area, Lord, that you chose us. We did not choose you, but we only chose because you chose us, Lord, and that we can live from that place. God, I just pray. Lord, as the days go ahead, that we would gain greater revelation, Lord, of this area of mercy and grace, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just Holy Spirit, come. Just rain down on us now. Let that go in us. Rain down upon us, God. Mm, I feel that coming right now. Just reach out, Lord. We just take it.